Shalom. Shalom. Welcome. Shalom. Shalom. We are live, giving thanks to be alive. Hallelujah. Welcome back to the Upper Room. Uh, my name is Darren. I'll be your host. I'll be joined by my good brothers Joe, Jackie, and our special guest Ollie this evening. It's a joy to be here. Pleasure to have you. Um, before we get into today's topic, uh, just to uh, let you guys know, if you were looking for a full teaching, uh, head on over to the Almond House YouTube channel. That's where you're going to find our weekly Torah portions, uh, given by our good brothers Jackie, Joe and Tommy. Um, here in the upper room, it's all about the loose and binding of the scriptures, diving deep into the weightier matters of the word and walking that through together as, as brothers and sisters. Uh, here to build, edify, comfort and exalt our brothers and sisters in the body. Um, so uh, today's topic, uh, again no small one, it is uh, stepping into ministry. Hallelujah. Um, so Ollie, if you'd like to just uh, share with us uh, why this topic was on your heart, uh, we'll be much obliged, so take it away. Thanks Aaron. Um, yeah, so a few weeks ago guys, I had this mad encounter really, it's not something that's happened to me before. And um, I just went to bed normal time and I woke up about two o'clock in the morning and the Spirit of God was just, I was overwhelmed by it, it was, uh, I was overcome by the Spirit of God and it's so much so that I sat up in bed, I put my, my head in my hands, I was pretty much sobbing into my hands, breathing heavily, scrunching at my face with the intensity of it. And um, I got this word and it probably doesn't sound that profound to, uh, to, to, to anyone out there really until I unpack it, but the word was that the fruit comes from ministry. Fruit comes from ministry, right? So why why did that affect me and impact me so much? Um, to kind of unpack that, I probably have to explain that the word ministry to me might, might mean something slightly different to kind of how it's commonly used today in 2022. So I know at the Almond House, we're very aware, aren't we, that over the last 2000 years, that Christianity has been adopted and taken on by various different empires and rulers and church leaders and denominations. And every time it does get taken on by someone, it, it, it's a bit like a game of Chinese whispers, isn't it? Something gets added, something gets taken away. And you end up 2,000 years later with something that doesn't look like it originally was meant to look. And we're all about trying to get back to the origins of what following Yeshua is about, right? Amen. And I think this thing, this, this word ministry is no exception to that. So today when somebody says that they're going to go into ministry, you're probably thinking, oh, they're, they're going to get a church building. They're maybe going to do a, a university course and to become a minister. They're going to get a congregation that they're going to lead. They're going to get a YouTube channel. And I'm not against any of those things. We have all of those things in our, um, in our fellowship. They're all very useful tools. But... When I'm talking about ministry, I'm more referring to everybody's life. Every single member of the body of Christ has a ministry, they have a life, and they're called uh, with a purpose to go forth and bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven with the power of the Spirit of God, right? Amen. And when we, when we frame ministry in those terms, this, this word of knowledge makes a bit more sense. So the fruit comes from ministry and the reason I was so wrecked by it was that there was like a personal conviction for me. I do believe it was probably for the body of Christ as well, and you know, at least our, our kind of fellowship. But the, the personal conviction for me was that I know that since becoming a, a believer, I've had this burning desire inside of me to get out there 
heal the sick, cast out demons, preach the gospel, set the captives free, right? I'm pretty sure most of us as spirit-filled believers have this desire in us as well because Yeshua had that desire in him. He lives inside of us. He's given us the same spirit that he had, the same kingdom that he was able to operate in. We, we have access to that. He commissioned the disciples to go forth and do these things. And he said to anybody who, who believes in those disciples, they will also uh, be equipped with, uh, with, with these signs and wonders and that will, that will uh, accompany them as well. So I think for anyone who's in the body of Christ, we're probably all familiar with this burning desire to get out there and bring forth the kingdom and do these things. But for a lot of us, it gets subdued and the challenges of life as the years go past, the challenges of life kind of uh, overcome this voice a little bit and the rat race of doing all the things that we need to do just to kind of earn a living and look after our families and everything else. That, 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 that kind of takes priority and then this, this voice inside of us that is burning to get out there tends to get subdued a little bit. And I'm, I'm really talking about the, 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 the people who aren't like leaders of a fellowship or a church, you know, just in general, general people who, who are born, born again believers and wanting to follow Yeshua. And that was definitely me for, for many years. And so this conviction here was like, you know, I, I was starting to get so stirred up that I was feeling like I'd, I, I, there's nothing I'd rather do than step out in this stuff and be used in that way, you know. So much so that I was thinking about on my deathbed, if I was to look back on my life, you know, the main thing that I think I'd probably regret is that I've had this burning desire in me and the spirit of God in me. And I'll be thinking, you know, what have I done with it? What fruit of my ministry have I got to, to, you know, to show for me submitting to this burning desire in me? I'm thinking about, you know, standing before Yeshua one day and him asking me, you know, Ollie, you know, you've, you've had this desire inside of you. I gave my life so that you could receive the spirit. You know, you've got all the same, same power that, that the apostles had. The spirit of God is at hand. The, the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, you had the, the desire to do it. Why didn't you do it? And me not knowing what I would say to that. So I've got to the point now where I feel like I can't continue living without like submitting to this, this thing inside of us. And I, I believe there's a, there's a shift uh, in my own life and in our fellowship and in the wider, wider body of Christ as well. There's a shift where a lot of people are wanting to prioritize this more. They're wanting to prioritize it more. They're recognizing that they prioritized many other things other than this. And there's this shift where we're going to put some focus into what our, our ministry is um, and bringing forth the kingdom in everyday life. Wow. Beautiful, bro. Thank you. Um, that's amazing. So, what an opener! That's beautiful. Um, real deep one to, to, to meditate on, and um, I think uh, as you touched on there, because of the way um, uh, ministry or even the interpretation of ministry has been changed over the years, it, it would probably be a good idea just to get our own uh, understanding of how we define ministry uh, to open it up and. And then uh, uh, roll with that and see see uh, see the other perspectives of what that means to us. So, Joe, if you, if you wouldn't mind giving us uh, your your definition. Uh, I believe that the fundamental aspect of ministry is to activate the kingdom of God on earth 
and to inhabit that presence as a royal priest. The master, he uses the word kingdom a hundred times in scripture. Mm. He uses the word church just three. Mm. And ministry for me is not a position. It's not a job that you do. It's a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle. You know, many people think, well, you know, if I just like sing in the choir or if I just get out on the street, you know, I'm like doing the job for Jesus. When really this is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This is a lifestyle. Yeshua said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's, the kingdom is the rule of God on earth. And we as priests must occupy and inhabit that space. And we must be empowered by his spirit. And ultimately, ministry is about doing for people who are in need with the attributes of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It makes such a difference, doesn't it, when we frame ministry in that way? Because if we're thinking of ministry as somewhere that we go on a on a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, um, the rest of the week we can just get on with life and not think about it again, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, or if we think of ministry as the, the guy at the front of the church, you know, seeing a sermon, like, well, I don't have to do anything, you know, or, or we, well, as soon as we start seeing that ministry is listening to this, like, this, 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 this the, the, the like the, the desire of Christ within us, and like pursuing that and operating in that every day, mm-hmm. you know, it's empowering. And I feel like this, this kind of false definition of ministry can really rob people of actually being empowered and stepping out in a true calling and purpose. Yeah. So, speaking of of ministry, um, in the Word of God in Ephesians. Chapter four, verse eleven. I've um I've got it up on me on my phone here. I'll just read it out because we see um, the fivefold ministry, and on initial glance of these five different um roles, you could think, oh well, I'm not quite a teacher, you know, am I a, am I a prophet? But um, what Joe said to, to add on to what Joe was saying is that we all actually become. Um, teachers in, in, mm-hmm. in one way or another you know if you, if you have a family yeah. you're teaching your children mm-hmm. so so when we start looking at these five-fold ministry so to speak these aren't job roles that you apply to on indeed.com these are living breathing um, responsibilities that I believe a lot of believers neglect and that we should be looking at more in closely to see how we can use these in our walk and Opposed to, oh no, I'm not quite a teacher, I'll skip over, I won't take that box. So we'll just read it. Um, So it's Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, and I'm reading from the Berean Study Bible, and it says, And it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. goes on to say in verse 12, Towards the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. So there we go, we get a, a in the next verse it says here that, that the purpose of it for the perfecting mm. of um the saints, you know. Um so this is this is huge. This is all about the church, I believe, you know, the kingdom kingdom work um, can fall into it falls into that church and building up the saints and then like I, I just said earlier, that the different um angles of even an evangelist you know, we, we can just be speaking to 
um, somebody in work about God and then you could automatically fall into that, that role there of evangelist doesn't mean that you'd have to get in sackcloth go go into the heart of Babylon and, and start <laughs> calling out all the political leaders by all means you know you can do that I'm not knocking people who don't um, who do sorry but what I'm trying to say is is that let's let's reevaluate this fivefold ministry and, and where we can move into the spirit because as Ollie was saying that um, uh, as he opened at the start, it, we don't need a, a university degree to step into these gifts. You know, to be a most people think, oh, I can't be a pastor. I'm I'm not educated. Well, a lot of the disciples wasn't educated. Some of the disciples couldn't read or write. So, when we put that into perspective, this this opens the door on how we can do uh, better work for the kingdom. That's, uh, that's perfect. And when you touch on the, the fivefold in, in my um, experience, uh, particularly early on in my walk, when I came across the, the notion of, of the fivefold, and um, for a while I was I was kind of fixated uh, with what my uh, what my purpose was, what my role was within the fivefold. So I'd already um, I'd already uh, limited the full the fullness of what ministry can mean. So I was, you know, am I a teacher? Am I a prophet? And, other believers would ask me, so what's your calling? Where, where, what's your, and I'm, I'm getting nervous and apprehensive. Oh, maybe I haven't got the fullness of the Spirit because I don't know what God's calling me to do. And, I, you know, I just got apprehensive over, over the whole affair. And as you say, when you start to realize that the, the, the fullness of ministry is, is, is uh, accessing every one of those roles and more, it, it really gives you a different perspective and opens it up in a different way. Hallelujah, well, because you know, we're told that Christ is within us, and Christ is, he, he was a sent one, he, he was a teacher, he was a healer. Yeah, my man fulfilled all of the attributes. His whole ministry was the fivefold, and he moved in and out of them subsequently. So, you know, we don't want to ever put that in the box, you know what I mean? But essentially, it's, you're right, Jack, it's using, it's using the fivefold. And it's it's being there and meeting the needs of other people and and, and and moving in the attributes of grace and mercy and all them beautiful things. And when the time is right as well, uh, you know, to 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 review what needs to be dealt with and to do it to do it like our master did it and find that 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 that, that right way, you know. I'm all about that posture that the Messiah had, you know, that priestly posture. And we want to find that niche, that finesse, that how he did it. And we can only do that through his spirit, through his Hallelujah. I think it's um, important to note that Yeshua wasn't setting up a building or, you know, a, a weekly gathering. Yeah, he spoke in synagogues and stuff. He spoke on the Sabbath, but his his um him operating in this role of teacher prophet evangelist it was a, a daily thing so in in 2022 that would look like you know going down to the park and having a chat with somebody you know being in the pub and sharing the torah with some people that you just met <laughs> you know it's like this daily thing that we're doing all the time isn't it true that's where i feel like the fruit is at and i think that's where the shift is that we need to start thinking of ministry as like a, a daily walk and a lifestyle like you say joe rather than this thing that's reserved for uh, a saturday or sunday and then a prayer meeting in the middle of the week you know 
Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's, it's interesting you say, I think the um, the foundation to, to the ministry is, as you say, it's, it's, it's uh, helping the needy and it's serving those uh, around us. And if you look at uh, the word um, ministry in Hebrew, uh, it translates as shorath, which is, uh, is to attend as a worshipper, to contribute to, to minister is to serve and to wait on. Yeshua came and he served. Mm-hmm. He was the good and faithful servant. He washed the, 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 the disciples' feet. He came and served. So I think it's that heart of servitude in everyday life mm-hmm. that, that will, will, will open up your ministry. Yeah. Are you serving your brothers and sisters? Are you serving your parents? Are you serving your boss? Are you serving your work colleagues? When the Lord brings people in your life, in your kingdom, as you said, to, to manifest the kingdom in your uh, in your domain as, as, as a royal priest, <laughs> who is the Lord bringing to you and how are you serving them would be the question that I would pose to myself and to others also. Hallelujah. And that, that can manifest in many different ways because we're meeting the needs of others through the power of the Ruach Adesh. So, you know, if you meet someone who is in need of salvation, well, then you give them the good news, you know, you give them... Um, you, you give them the gospel message so they're in need of salvation so you attend to that need by evangelizing and witnessing to them and as Paul said winning them over you know uh, to the Jew I became a Jew to the Gentile and became a Gentile and we make it we make it happen with Israel HaKadosh obviously we know that the spirit needs to be present there and we have to discern that and it could be something else so it's meeting the needs of someone who may be financially um, you know, broken or maybe troubled emotionally or physically or tending to the sick. You know, someone's in hospital or they need help around the house or they can't cook. It's about making that meal. That's a ministry. Mm-hmm. Someone needs financial help and you lend them money. That's ministry. You know, it, it's it's every single day. Yeah. And you know, as the Shema speaks of, when you rise up, when you go to sleep, when you go out your door, when you speak to your children. It's every iota of our life. It is a lifestyle. It's meeting the needs of them around us in our immediate circle and to the stranger and the foreigner. Because the church, for me, is the only entity on earth that fundamentally values the needs of of its non-members. You know, we're called to go and be fishers of men. We're called to go and win souls of them that are not in covenant. You get me? So I, I, I just I just love that privilege of being able to do that in ministry. And that, that that's it. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle as far as I'm concerned. I've got a scripture here. It says first Peter four ten. And this is tying in with the fivefold. It says, As each one of you has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold of the grace of God. So we've got our gifts. We minister to one another for the edification of the body, for the maturity, and to receive God's presence in our midst. Inhabit that presence, move forward with that with that presence as royal priests, and let that become contagious light unto the world. You know, (laughs) let that become contagious light unto the world. Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. The 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 um. The principle, one of the under one of the underpinning principles, is is bringing the glory of God, bringing the glory mm-hmm. of His presence within mm-hmm. the the ranks of the body. Yeah. 
Um, of course, we, we were out there to serve and bring people into the fold, but if we're manifesting his presence, his divine glory and power, mm-hmm. his light for people to come to it. Yeah. Sign me up. And in his, in his presence, in his kingdom, we have uh, access to a place where there's no sickness. So anytime you see sickness, there's, there's that need. You know, mm. uh, we we have abundance. So any time, like you were saying, Joe, it could be a financial thing. Like any any time we want to su- support others, uh, you know, in that way, um, it, it's another expression of the kingdom. Um, there's no sin. So the way that we come, you know, our, our general conduct is um, creating a, uh, a a culture of kingdom culture, mm-hmm. following his ways. Um, there's no suffering in, in the kingdom. So anytime like people need comfort and they need to, that that peace and that sure, you know, there's no anxiety there. Um, anytime that we feel like there's something that's not in line in this fallen world with what's going on in the kingdom, that's a place, isn't it, where we're, we're going to have that deep desire within us, Christ within us, that saying, manifest the kingdom in this area. Because you know, my mom asked the Lord. She said, like, well, what's my job? What's my role? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not like some great apostle and I can't like mm. you know do, 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 do these things or, or, or can I you know what is it and she was told that she was a handmaid the yeah. Lord said you're a handmaid oh. you know and my mum will be there she'll wait on your hand and foot she'll wash mm. your feet you're welcome in their home she'll yeah. give up her own bed she'll allow you to stay in her house and she receives God's goodness and transmits that goodness towards the body of Christ yeah. and so it's non-members as well, Amen. Which, Amen. Is, which is a, which is a huge thing. Yeah, a huge part of the ministry is to is to, to transmit that to them who need it the most, mm-hmm. which is everyone not getting comments as well. And I love seeing how everybody can be themselves in a unique way and do this. You know, I don't know about you guys, but when you look at other people's ministry, you know, just their life, just their the expression expressing themselves and Christ within them, you just like have so much admiration for like each each other person's ministry because they're operating in a unique way to them um you know every person's got this potential to be operating in this way that's not going to look like how joe does it or jack does it or dan does it you know it, but their own yeah. way and you look at it and it's beautiful to see that, that happening like you know like, like say with the moon joe hallelujah yeah, in reflection of um, what you're saying there just made me think of the, the disciples you know because obviously within the disciples we had like a tax collector we had fishermen, you know, they were just different roles, like completely just polar opposites of, of, of society, you could say. And yeah, it just brought to mind that that's what God does. He, you know, he picks people who who are just like completely, you know, let's be honest with a lot of us, meet together on the Sabbath, if it wasn't for God, you know, we're all from different walks of life, different parts of the country, different ages, different creeds, cultures, backgrounds. That's the beautiful thing, isn't it? We all we all come together, the mixed multitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just wanted to touch, touch on your mum as well, um, Angie, because everyone who has been in the Almond House physically, um, you know, you could say, oh, you know, a handmaiden is that really a gift? But when you've actually been to the yeah, Almond yeah. House, uh, I remember the first time coming here, coming to, to, to Joe's before it was even even the Almond House, and it, it, it was a supernatural level of service. It felt yeah. like a, a, an a Abrahamic service. Mm. And it's... You know, to the average person or someone maybe not in the faith, might think, oh, it's just a handmaid, you know what, I may even see that as a derogative term, but to me, I was just, like, blown away by it, like, genuinely, I've never had that, it was was almost like I had two mums in in, in the most respectful way possible, it was was beautiful, and I know everyone who stepped through the store into the Almond House has felt that way, you felt 
at that piece and I think that's been a pivotal part of this ministry mm. so it's the different parts of the body of a ministry that which obviously makes up the church um, shaping the culture hasn't it and look you know the master says it is better to give than to receive and that is the true measure of stewardship when we come down to the ministry you know Angie has her own ministry she's a handmaid she transmits that goodness and feeds the flock in that way you get me mm. and uh, we have our own ministry as a lifestyle, as a day-to-day, to meet the needs of others that need it and to be empowered by the Spirit to do it, to give of ourselves and to negotiate the fullness of what we have received from God Amen. because we have to receive in order to transmit. And it's, um, of course, there's, there's a balance to be struck because you, know, you touched on a, a couple of uh, perhaps more of the supernatural elements to manifesting the kingdom, to operating within uh, the, the spiritual gifts, as it were. But also there's that uh, extremely pragmatic side to servitude. There's an extremely practical side to what somebody's gifting is and what their ministry is. And uh, as I said, if you've got a heart of servitude and you take that redemptive um, uh, power of, 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 of the Lord mm. where somebody could be you know we have our brother Alex who's an incredible builder mm. um, you know for all intents and purposes we think well he's a builder but when it's with a heart of servitude his ministry is like thriving because if, you don't if know the difference. wasn't a builder, exactly. So, my, my point being, um, whatever your gifting is, whether it's um, artistic, whether it's creative, whether it's cooking, whether it's cleaning, do all things unto God, do all things Praise unto out. God, and, and, and with a heart of a servant, and, and your ministry will, will, will follow. Yeah. And um, just a, a short testimony for myself. When I came to the Almond House just over a year year ago, the Lord told me specifically, "I want you to serve, serve as much as you can." And no, no definitive, you know, revelatory word. But in my heart, I knew any opportunity, no matter how pragmatic, how spiritual, if I have the opportunity to serve, go for it, do it. Doesn't matter what my heart says, what my flesh says. What my what my what I really want to do is is you know something else. No, just just embrace it. And everything will follow. And uh, praise you, I was sat here today having this conversation. Having so mm-hmm. that's how I, what I would say to encourage anyone out there. Yeah, and you've got to kindle that. You've got to kindle, 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 kindle. We always say it all the time, Jack, don't we? You're a priest and you're a temple. You're a priest and you're a temple. You're a priest and you're a temple. You know, we're all priests, royal priests, and. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God? So it's like, look, we've got to activate that kingdom here now and inhabit that culture as royal priests. We've got to press into yeah, and being a priest sometimes, you know, it's 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 tough work, you know, and it, there's periods where like you can be hyped up like this now. Yes, I'm gonna do it. I'm <coughs> gonna serve. And then there's them moments where like you're just like really drained and you've just got to push through. And and that's when I believe it comes a true level of service. When, when, it, when it reaches that level and yet you still persevere and I think um, what that's one thing you know, praise be to Yard that our fellowship does quite well we do all like to chip in and we do promote that as Joe was saying that individual temple you know it takes away that religion from it where you have to go to a man and, and that man is, is, is the, the, the priest or minister is the interceder between God and man it's like no you're the individual temple you have the direct connection to God because you are a royal priest so come on let's have it let's let's, mm-hmm. let's step into them gifts 
and let's persevere like like the priest because the priest even would work on the Sabbath. You know, they would they would have temple <coughs> duties on the Sabbath. Um, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't buy or sell necessarily, but you know, they they have they have their tasks on the Sabbath. So at times, you know, we have got to we have got to serve um, uh, through through them hard times, so to speak. And 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 that's I believe when when um, you most strongest. You know, it's written in the word, isn't it? When when um, you are made weak, he is made strong. So. So when it comes to, you know, as you said, those hardships, the difficult times when, when you're facing obstacles, um, it's all very well and good when you're on fire, you know, the glory's running through and you're, <coughs> you know, you're doing all the bits and pieces. But like you say, when you're having those obstacles and also that transference of the, the church hangover of um, a, a spectator sport, if you will, and, mm-hmm. all right, I'll turn up on a Sunday morning, sit there and off I trot for the rest of the week. How do we um, how do we transfer from that um, not only the the the, um, the challenges and obstacles in the world that we will face, but also that that churchianity hangover of um, taking the responsibility of, of what ministry is? Yeah, I think you know we've got to practice the presence, bro. Yeah, you know we've got to practice the presence. Wake up in the presence. Go to sleep in the presence. Brush your teeth in the presence. Drive your car to Shabbat in the presence. I always say to people, look, don't come here to receive the presence of God. Turn up with the presence, you know, turn up with the presence of Yah. Because that way, if we are all going to kindle, we're going to have the Spirit bow down, the the Spirit from heaven and heaven bow down to us onto the earth. And we are going to reap that bounty and we are going to feast on the delight that we call fellowship then. And that's just so much more productive when people come in the presence of God. Yeah. Just to build on that, like, I think it's about motivation and getting our motivation right because you can do a lot of this stuff in your own strength mm-hmm. for, you know, to, to glorify yourself, to justify yourself, you know, that you can feel the pressure that you need to do this as a, as a tick box exercise, as a religious obligation. And when we're, when we're doing it in our own strength for those purposes, it's just not going to have that the, the, the anointing now it's not going to have the power so what you're saying Joe you know when you're spending time in his presence um, what it becomes is that this we have this internal uh, desire which is Christ within us and and then we have a choice then whether to submit to it or not to submit to it and I think that's really important so you know for example um, you know me and me and Joe were walking down uh, walking around a park a few weeks ago and we didn't go for any particular reason or for an agenda. We were taking the kids and, you know, we walked walk past a guy and I just had this desire to have a chat with him. And when I, when I had that desire, I've got a choice then. You know, we had somewhere to go. We had somewhere to be. I have a desire, a choice then. Am I going to submit to the desire or am I not? And so in that moment, we, you know, I did. I just went over and it doesn't have to be like super you know, profound or, you know, uh, amazing, or I literally just said to him something like, hi, mate, uh, my name's Ollie, this is Joe. You know, I was just walking past you. We're both Christians. I felt led to ask you if you, if you have any faith and, you know, what, 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 what you thought, do you ever think about God and, and things? And we ended up chatting to him maybe 20, 30 minutes and he was super receptive. He, we asked if we could pray for him at the end. He said he didn't want us to, that's fine. You know, we went, he went off and that was it. Like I, I'd submitted to a desire that was inside of me. <clears throat> And, you know, sometimes if we, if we have an intention to go out, we, you know, get, we get in the spirit beforehand, we focus uh, uh, on, on, on his presence 
And there's been times where I've asked, you know, Father, is there like somebody in particular that you want us to speak to? Uh, is it like a, a male, female? You know, what's the hair going to look like? What's the clothes going to look like? And there was once when we got, I got a really clear picture, wasn't there? And, and wrote it all down. And um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a male, hair swept over to one side, stubble. Um, it was actually this, a, t-shirt, a shirt like this that he was wearing, jeans. And we went out. And we, we tried to find this guy. We walked around the woods for about 20 minutes, didn't see him, we were driving back. And on the way back, Joe felt an urge just to drive down the street. And there he was, this guy. And the thing was, it was freezing that day. Nobody was, everybody was wearing like ski coats and stuff, weren't they? Like, nobody was wearing just a shirt. And this guy was walking around in the freezing cold without a, a, a jacket on. Uh, so we could see that he was wearing the shirt. We ran up to him, hey mate, this is, this is, you know, this is um, what we've been doing. We, we, we got in God's presence and uh, God gave us a picture of you. You know, can we have a chat with you? He was like blown away, didn't know what to make of it. So the, my point is, this is a submission rather than trying to do it in our own strength. You know, that couldn't have happened in, in our own strength. Um, and it doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't have to look like, uh, you know, that's not a protocol now that now we all have to go and replicate and now ask God. <laughs> Chasing you know. people down the yeah. road. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is that the very next time we went out, I did try and replicate it. I was like, right, we've got the formula now. Me and Joe are there in the car, just about to go out. So, Father, who do you want to speak us today? I heard nothing at all. You know, it was like tumbleweed. And um, I chopped it up. I asked, you know, is there a place you want us to go? And then I've got a picture of a, a, a post box and a tree. And this tree was in a park. And we'd already decided we wanted to go to Birkenhead Park, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We got to Birkenhead Park. And right outside the gate, there's this red post box and this tree. Yes. And I was like, boom. And that was really fruitful. Um, so it's, it's about this, like, submitting to him rather than, you know, trying to force it in our own strength. And there's other people I know that have just got awesome ministries. They probably wouldn't even call it ministry. Like, I've got this friend, and he's semi-retired, and he just walks his dog around the town he lives in. And when I when I talk to him about it, he's just he says, "Oh, Ollie, like I'm so blessed by the father that he's given me all these friends, and I know his lifestyle. He walks around and he makes friends with people everywhere he goes, like in the street. He knows everybody, right? And he's just saying, Ollie, like." people are just desperate for human interaction there's people that are desperate out there and he and i feel so blessed that i'm able to make friends with people and his desire is not to like he's not got an agenda to like get anybody to you know think what he thinks or anything he's not calling it ministry he just wants to make friends and that's his thing and then the fact that he met a, a muslim bloke a few weeks ago and now that guy's coming to church with him and stuff that's almost like a, a secondary thing you know i just think that's amazing um i've got another a friend who her her thing is to like write down scriptures and then she you know prays to god what scriptures do you want me to write down she'll be walking around town asking the lord like who do you want me to give them to so she'll be in a train or something and she'll be like no what that guy really like some like really smart businessman she has to go over in, in a silent carriage and give this guy like a scripture thinking that you know i'm going to be sat next to him for half an hour you know in silence and and then there's all this fruit like he's like chatting to all the other people around him showing them the scripture buzzing about talking to her my point is like it doesn't look like the same for everybody and it's and it's and it's this desire that we need to get in touch with inside of us which is christ within us and it's and it's a submission and when we do that it is a joy you know we we're so hyped aren't we when we come back from uh, one of these encounters you know Mm. it's it's a real joy Mm.
Hallelujah. Oh man. No, I just wanted to yeah, second to, to what you said what you said there, but it it doesn't look the same every time. Um I've had similar experiences. I've I've been in the gym. I've been walking out the gym and I've I've noticed in the corner of my eye someone on the treadmill and they've just been going for it, like <laughs> and I've just felt a prompt in my spirit like go over and just give give that person a word of encouragement, you know, and uh, and that's all it was, just give them a word of encouragement and get my stuff out the locker and put me put me um I'm on the sip of my drink and put me put my stuff on and I'm like, oh, was that just a thought in my head there? Yeah. And then it goes on, it goes on and it's like now go over and you know go over and give that person a, a word of encouragement and I'm like okay I'm gonna put my padlock on first I'm gonna do everything procrastinating everything first and speaking yeah. to this random person <laughs> and um yeah so I just you know it was very simple just ended up going over there submitting to that um the voice of the Holy Spirit which is so so quiet it's a quiet yeah. whisper yeah. and I just went over there just encouraged them you know I didn't say you know I can't remember where for where what I said I think I just said um. God says, just keep keep going, you know, just just keep going, and um, you know, don't give up, something like that, something along them lines. And you know, at the time, I'm getting the other, the the, the clanging symbol in the other ear saying, "You're gonna look weird. Don't do that. You're gonna have to go <laughs> to this gym every single day, and she's gonna be on the treadmill. And you have to walk past her." Blah blah. blah. I never yeah. seen this woman again, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, and and you know, it confirms all my um, insecurities of of, of 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 you could say. Um, the accuser coming at me, or even my own fleshly insecurities of 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 not wanting to go over. It's just a word of encouragement. That's all it is. A bit like your friend, you know, just make, make making friends. And um, but I couldn't go and replicate that. I, I think I think it's in that moment. But I think one thing, what stays the same in all of that is that quiet whisper. Yeah. You know, you've you, um, coming back to what Joe just said before is that we've got to be in this when when we're brushing our teeth, when we're when we're driving the car. And that's the only time we're going to hear these quiet whispers to step into the ministry work rather than forcing it with mm. our own hand. Hallelujah. I think the fear of man as well is like a major barrier, isn't it, for all of us? You know, I don't think we fully all get over that. You know, it's, it's always that awkwardness, you know. I've got one friend who was walking past a guy in a wheelchair and he heard, you know, in that quiet whisper, you know, go pray for this guy. But, you know, at that moment, this guy's in a wheelchair. It was a bit too much of a, a mountain for him to feel like he could pray into that. Mm-hmm. The next guy, day, he, he found out that that guy committed suicide. Wow. And I think that's just so powerful, you know, for all of it. I know for, there was once, for me, earlier on in my walk, um, I was working in a school, like my job's like to go into schools. I was presenting to a whole secondary school faculty and you know a few days before i'd been given a, a picture of this woman to, to pray for and it was just to like say to her that she's been looking after a, an elderly parent and a uh, mother and god's like seen everything that she's doing and you know and and just to edify her in what she was doing and i'm in this in this school and i see this woman and i felt you know in that quiet whisper that that's that's the woman and i didn't act on it you know because i'm just about to stand in front of the whole faculty and give this presentation for work and I'm in work mode I'm not in spirit mode mm-hmm. you know um and I, and I didn't do it you know so I think back on that and like these missed opportunities when we're not submitting to those uh those things because of fear of man I'm thinking what well, if I go up to her and say that and she's like I've got no idea what you're talking about you know I don't 
I'm not looking after an elderly parent. Like, well, and now I'm, I feel like an idiot in front of everybody. So <clears> that that voice is there as a barrier, isn't it? I think I think that's that's something that we all face, and I do think that the enemy does come with these things. Um, you know, and I think we can preach powerlessness in our own mind. Yeah. We we can preach a doctrine of doubt in our own mind. Yeah. You know, I think about this gentleman that you just explained. You had this where to go and pray for this guy in the wheelchair. I mean, you've got to listen. You've got to. You've got to be in season and out of season, and you've got to be led by that spirit. Because to find out the next day that the guy had gone committed suicide, it's pretty. It's pretty heavy, isn't it, bro? Yeah. And yeah. It's, you know, we have to heed also the voice of the spirit. It's it's the the wind in our sail. It's the rudder in our boat. We have to be led by the spirit at all times and not allow the enemy. To, to put that seed of doubt in our mind and not believe the doctrine of doubt, not preach powerlessness in our own head, but rather cultivate the power of expectation, mm-hmm. press in, press on, and get fired up for Christ. Yes. It's, just, it's just David all over, isn't it? You know, going against Goliath, you know, he just had that it's fearlessness, fearlessness, courage, you know, un- unshakable um, faith, really. And I think when we, when we start tapping into that, I love it. And I think what's the worst going to happen? She, you know, if you go to edify someone or bless someone, the, the worst to happen is going to say, "Oh, thank you." So yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like you say, it's rejection and, and, and fear of man. Yeah. But one common denominator within all of those stories for me, what I'm hearing is uh, is intimacy. So there could be those listening to this and say, "Wow, the, the Lord spoke to them and told them to go do this." Like, how how do I hear that? How can I be sensitive to the, the spirit? How, how do I get these prompts? Again, I, I would I would encourage anyone out there to to seek intimacy with the Lord. Seek your time with the Lord before you start your day. Be prayerful about how you're going to go about your day. Lord, please bring me the people. Lord, tell me, show me, who do I speak to? Where am I supposed to go? And um, again, you have to be still and know that he's God. Wait for that quiet whisper. Wait for that nudge. And as Joe said, when, when that nudge comes, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? You get rejected, or, or you give you give somebody that little bit of kingdom in in that moment. So, um, and and I can attest, we can all t- attest to this. When we have those moments, I feel so alive. <laughs> yeah. When I'm sharing the gospel, yeah. when I'm praying for a stranger, when when I'm manifesting the kingdom, and that I'm just doing what I've been made to do, <laughs> and I'm 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 in the spirit. I'm flying. I'm not thinking about me. Hallelujah. It, it's not about me. It's about the power of Christ within me manifesting mm. in the kingdom in that moment because I've been obedient to the Lord. Yeah, I think that's where your word comes into it, bro, that mm. the fruit comes from ministry. A lot of people think, well, I need to do like X, Y, and Z, you know, before I do this. Well, that's just a doctrine of doubt again, you know. Yeah. You know, you, you're being manufactured into the image and likeness of Christ. The same spirit that rose him from the grave is within you. You've got royal blood running through your veins. What are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you waiting for? The same spirit that's in uh, in, in me is in you and you, brother, you know. Yeah. And it's about activating that, pressing into it, and, and just and just stepping out in hope, assurance, confidence, and faith. Mm. I think the biggest stumbling block can be unbelief. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Um, so that brings me to Matthew seventeen nineteen to twenty. Uh, the the demon possessed boy. Then the disciples came to Yeshua privately and said, "Why could we not cast it out?" So Jesus said to them, "Because of your unbelief." 
For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, we all know the rest, because of your unbelief. So how that unbelief can, can manifest is, is, um, is powerful, it's really strong, and we always have to be mindful of, of what that unbelief can, can, can do to us. It was an unbelief that was in the garden when the, when the serpent approached Eve. Surely not, surely not, he said, for you not to eat of the tree of good. The unbelief of God's word, mm-hmm. the unbelief of God's promises, the unbelief of what God has given us as an inheritance. It's the seed of, it's the seed of all sin, mm-hmm. uh, the seed of lack of faith, the seed of uh, not stepping out, the seed of disobedience. It's, it stems from that unbelief. So I, I think that's a, that's a massive um, obstacle that we're all perpetually uh, overcoming. Uh, there can be massive, massive uh, mountains of unbelief. There can be tiny doubts, but we're all overcoming that day by day. So mm-hmm. it's that, that encouragement to, to the brethren to keep pursuing, keep persevering through that unbelief. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to what you were saying, Joe, about practicing the presence of God, you know, because he's the author and finisher of our faith, isn't he? And so, like, when we're in the presence and we're experiencing that peace and we're, like, really tapped into that place where there is no sin or suffering or, um, or sickness, you know, um, when that's our experience and our encounter, you know, it's that, that stirs up our faith. You know, it comes from Christ within. You know, our faith is in Christ within and being able to tap into that, that encounter and then being able to, once we're, we're experiencing then we've got this faith in that, you know, we, we can we can pass that on through the power of praying, prayer, prayer or, or laying on hands. Hallelujah. You know, we've got to remember that God is not on a budget. <laughs> he's not on a budget, you know. <laughs> he's got an infinite flow of spirit that he's just wanting to give up. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wants us to go and cash this check of faith in the bank of belief. <laughs> you know, he, he wants us to cash in on this. Seriously. Right? He does. Um you know, I, I don't think that the Lord is too bothered about people with too much faith. Oh, whoa, Wally, you've got too much faith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> I think he's most concerned with the unbelief. Yeah. So we've got to press into that. Always, you know, when we met this guy um, in the lumberjack top, what was his name again? Jamie. That's right. Yeah. And we've got his number, and we're going to be with him soon. Shout out, Jamie. You know, yeah. I felt in the spirit that there was, there was something up. Health wise, I asked him if he's dealing with anything health in his health, and he mentioned that he had a heart condition, mm-hmm. and he'd just been recently for a scan for it, and we said we would have the opportunity to pray for that now. We got a chance to pray for him, for him, and he told us that his mum had the same heart. Potentially he has it. His mum's got this heart condition. Potentially he has it, and we got the opportunity to pray for him. You know, all mm-hmm. praise and we give all the glory to God for that, and we, we thank you, Father, for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But at that time, you know, that, 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 that fear, that doubt creeps in and you're like, oh, damn. you know, I, mm. I, am I okay to say this? Is it safe to say this? Yeah. And the enemy's like, nah, you know, you don't want to say this, you don't want to say that. But, you know, we've got to know that we're being spirit-led and uh, matter is established on the counts of two or three witnesses. And if we're led in a situation and someone's had a word, a vision, you know, we, we can we can sharpen each other in that, we can bounce off off each other in that, as it says, we're all the body of Christ and iron sharpens iron, you know. Yeah. I think you're saying you asked a question a while back about, you know, what happened, you know, 
when life's not going so well and not having a good day, you know. Mm. And uh, it's great, isn't it, that he worked in our brokenness, that none of us here and nobody out there who's, who's stepping out um, <clears throat> and, and operating in, in power, you know, they're, they're not doing it because of their, their own merits. It's, if anything, it's in our brokenness and in our humility that, that God can actually use us because we're not resting on our own strengths. Um, I know I was speaking to somebody recently, a believer, and some things that happened in his life that that he had a, quite a lot of anxiety about, and he was starting to have like you know uh, some impact on his mental health. But he was a believer. Then at work, um, somebody high up above him, uh, this uh, woman who was driving a Porsche, he sensed that she was going through some anxiety, and despite you know this this believer's brokenness in at that time, he was able to pray into this other. Uh, woman's life who was also suffering with anxiety and the spirit of God was able to come upon her she was in tears and stuff and the point being that you know any of this this brokenness or not us having a bad day or you know our flaws we're all familiar with our own flaws this isn't a barrier to to God operating in our lives if anything it's in our brokenness in our weakness that his strength is made known it's in our humility um so as you say Joe all glory to God hallelujah remember everything that works for us in Christ automatically works in opposition to the devil and we have to perpetuate that that image you know of the Mashiach and all the things that he did and, and a good question to always ask yourself is what would Yeshua do in this situation mm-hmm. what would Yeshua do in this situation I think uh, that is always something that we've got to ask um, so one element that I wanted to uh, touch on, um, you mentioned earlier about having access to that same resurrection power, that same same spirit. And uh, one element uh, that I saw which was quite interesting um, was on the uh, notion of trust, which I hadn't really considered before when, when I'm thinking about walking in the power, walking in the, the gifts, walking in my ministry. Um, what, what is, how does trust, what, what does that mean? So. Um, in First uh, Ephesians 19, this was in the um, complete Jewish Bible, um, in the translation, uh, and how surpassingly great is his power working in us who trust in him. It works with the same mighty strength he used when he worked in the Messiah to raise him from the dead and seat him at his right hand in heaven. Far above every ruler, authority, power, dominion, or any other name that can be named either in the Alam Hazay or in the Alam Haba. So it's the, the land that is and the, the land to come. Which I was like, wow, like, if, if, to trust in him will give me access to that resurrection power. Wow. Now, trust in the English is an abstract. So it's not defined by our five senses. Mm. We can't taste it, we can't smell it, we can't trust wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. But in the Hebrew, the good old faithful Hebrew, it breaks down four different elements of what trust can mean. So immediately, just by going to the Hebrew, I'm, I'm seeing a, a different dynamic to what it means to access this this resurrection power. Uh, so forgive me, Tommy, for my pronunciations, but you've got chasa, <laughs> which is to lean on. You have betak, which is uh, to cling. Uh, yahal is to hope and to know. And then you have a man, which is to be firm. So, I just thought I'd bring that to the table. Of, of we've got four different elements of what it means to trust on the Lord, and are we doing this in our walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. If we're doing these things, 
we can we're, we're a step closer to that resurrection power yeah Mm. So um, I just thought I'd throw that out there, the element of trust, because trust is obviously, we come from the world, we come from a, a world where trust is broken, mm. uh, relationships are difficult, we're, we're trying to be rebuilt in, in, in the image of God's trust and what it means to him. So I just thought I'd, I'd throw that out there in terms of what that means to you guys. Yeah. To trust was, in the Lord. I was thinking specifically about um, coming up against demons and uh, casting out demons, because you know, you can get some manifestations that in the physical, you know, they're pretty freaky. Pretty you know? spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if you've been brought up on horror films and stuff like that, um, you know, uh, and you're only uh, only dealing with that in your own strength, there'll be enough there, you know, to be intimidated by it. But I, I, I kind of feel like a, a kid in a playground, you know, like a five-year-old kid coming up against a bully and you're telling the bully to to go away and the bully looks behind your shoulder and your big brother there, 15 year old big brother stood behind you and he's looking at your big brother and he's like, all right, you know, terrified. And this is it, you know, like we are, we have like zero, zero confidence in ourselves, but maximum confidence and trust in, in our big brother, you know, Yeshua. And that, that goes for, um, for all aspects of our walk, I suppose, really, you know, um, especially healing, you know, we pray for for the sick, you know. Um, sometimes we're dealing with somebody in a wheelchair or something. You know, we might not have faith in ourselves to be able to say the right prayer in order to make it happen, but we have faith in our our brother. And and if we see the manifestation, you know, hallelujah. If we don't see the the, the healing, we don't see the manifestation. You know, our, our faith um, isn't. We, we don't live by by sight. You know, we live by faith, and we we know him. We know. Uh, what he's capable of, you know, we, we've not seen the manifestation, we've not seen the breakthrough, but we don't, we don't um, put our faith in uh, in the manifestation. We, we put our faith in what we know is true in the kingdom. We know that there's a kingdom there where there is no sickness, and by His stripes we've all, we've been healed and we have access mm -hmm. to it. So we have this trust that is beyond like what we see, mm -hmm. um, and that goes with all, with all, even like just being freed from the sin in our life, you know. That's a miracle, you know. Uh, there's loads of people I know who've had miracles where they've been set free from oppression and sin and stuff. Uh, again, that's it's not faith in our own strength, is it? It's faith in in the power of Yeshua in us and His heart in us and His Spirit in us. Well, um, just to just to follow on to that, um, with regards to what healing um, and what these gifts and what spiritual gifts can actually look like um, uh, in, in in a way that. Um, may not be directly laid on hands or, or you know, um, speaking in tongue or any one of these more supernatural elements. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to Tommy today and I said, you know, why, why do we not see as many healings? Why are we not seeing these, these great miracles happen? And he said, you know, I'll be honest, I think about this a lot, but we have to remember that there, there is great healing in the word. There is mm -hmm. healing in, in the gospel. Mm -hmm. we, we reach people, whether it's through the YouTube channel, whether it's through the ministry, that brings healing and we don't we may not ever get to see that you know mm -hmm. we, we don't just because we don't see the direct result uh, quite often we can be despondent but again i think um there could be elements where the lord's keeping us humble mm -hmm. i know there are certain points in my walk in my journey that if i was operating in deliverance in healing um i would have been operating in my strength my power my ego would have just mm -hmm. soared um but because God's grace restricted me in that gift. 
it meant I was able to understand the the, the, the power and the, the, the trust in him and his in his strength and his spirit, mm. not by mind that if I'm to walk in these gifts, if these gifts are to manifest in a more supernatural way, uh, it's, it's because he's doing it and not me. So um, I just encourage again, we don't have to be doing supernatural feats for uh, the kingdom to manifest in, mm. in, in your ministry. Mm. And don't feel invalidated, you know, don't feel invalidated, invalidated by Christ. And, and that's always important. You know, you say it a lot, don't you, bro? Mm. Mm. You, you mentioned that a lot to me about, you know, trying to be seeking validation in, in anything else other than him, really. Yeah, and we've all we've all been born with an ego, and it's there's something that we all come up against, isn't it? You know, it's something that we need to renew our minds to every single day. You know, that you know it's actually in, in my weakness, in my brokenness, that and my humility that he can operate. As soon as my ego starts getting inflated, you know, that's that's when we're we're closing the uh, the the instrument off. You know, the vessel can't really be used when it's you know, when, when the that the air that's been blown down that, that instrument is actually just self and ego. You know, it, it has to be through humility that way, kind of can be used as a vessel for him. Right? Yeah. yeah, I would say um, an ego as well. It's, it's almost, you're lacking belief in a sense. You, you're sort mm. of taking, taking what you know and applying it to, to your own self. Mm. So it's like, do you really understand, you know, um, do you really believe, do you really understand that full level of faith that is required? Um, you know, speaking on what you were saying earlier, Darren, about, you know, you asked Tommy on why don't we see healings today? And you know, I, I ponder this question all the time. And, you know, we've seen great healings in this fellowship, great miraculous healings. And we've also prayed for people and they haven't been healed. But, you know, we just got to know that God is sovereign. And we and we gotta know that sometimes these things that, that we are struck by, they are there to change our character, you know, they are there to um to test us and, and, and shape us, you know, we we all know about it in the word of God that Paul had the thorn in the side, um and he was walking around and he was doing great great miracles. Um so it's it's a deep it's a deep and complex one mm. um that I've pondered so so much on and I think um in the word, we get a couple of scriptures about belief as well, bringing it back to this this point of, of belief. And I've, I've just got one up, I've pulled one up here. And it's in Matthew 14, verse um, 1. Oh, let's have a look. Actually, it's not that one. I've lost it, I've lost the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just find the scripture, give me one minute. I just, uh, if yeah, one of you can just, oh, here we go, I've got it up here. Um, so it's Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. And this is Yeshua, and it says, um, and he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. Or in the New King James, or let's have a look, we could read this from the, from the NLT. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. So we see mighty works, miracles, and that's the master himself, you know. Yeah. If, if anyone's going to raise anyone from the dead, it's, it's him, you know. So it's... it's um, it's, it's, it's a fascinating scripture because we, we see on, on, on the other side of it the, the way um, the master rewards someone and, and he says, because of your belief, you are being made well. But we also see here, um, because of the lack of faith, the unbelief, um, the, the miracles were prevented, I think. As we come close to the end times, as the tribulations do ramp up and, and things become more intense, we're, we're going to 
have no choice but to tap into that full yeah. full faith, that full trust. And I think that's as we get closer to the end, we're gonna start seeing more more healings. I really do believe that, you know, because we might pray for someone, but then afterwards we might be like, Well, look, we're gonna pray for you, but if your head's still not working, take a paracetamol. You know, and you know, I'm not speaking against um, herbs and, and, and healing and, and medical um, advice. But what I'm saying is here, you know, I'm putting this question out, out there. Does that leave room for seeds of doubt that what we've got initially going to do and lay hands on and pray for? Does that leave um, opportunity for unbelief to creep in? Because it's like, I'm doing plan A, but I've got plan B. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting thought. Um, you know, someone who, who like, like myself, I've, I've studied um, healing and deliverance and I, I do believe I've got the gift of healing. I do believe um, I've got the gift of deliverance, but I have prayed for people and they haven't been healed. They have, um, you know, tried to perform deli- deliverance on people and I haven't necessarily seen a manifestation. Of um, but other times I have, so it's, 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 it's interesting, isn't it, on, on the way that we even see the master there. Um, that he did not do many miracles, you know, and what we've got to remember as well when we are praying for people, when we are laying hands on people, we, we don't we don't see the spiritual boundaries being removed. So so we always want that instant gratification, you know, we always want want that instant healing in the now, but we don't know if there's like some sort of mm. um, chain, a spiritual chain that's attached to them that's being removed, and then that will then go on to um, heal that person. Um, you know, uh, I've prayed for the brother and um, for his back to be healed and it didn't get healed there and then in the moment, it was the next day um, a chain of events happened and before you know it he was he, he was in touch with a with a back specialist and then a couple of months later he was he was getting back surgery and he's healed and he's walking around fine now so it's, I guess it's um, having the faith of of, of your will be done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. It's it's your will be done, it's not my will be done. And when we go and pray for people, we can sometimes want it to be our will and not the Father's will. I just thought to, mm. to share a little on that. Mm. Also from the kingdom mindset, you know, if we see ourselves first and foremost as citizens of heaven, like Paul talks about, and that, you know, we long to be in our heavenly dwelling place, you know, whilst we're in these earthly tabernacles. And it's, it's like... All his happiness and security and peace was sourced from that place that he's like that, that presence of, of God that he's able to be aware of and abide in. And it kind of puts you in a place where what happens in this temporary earthly realm, you know, is is less significant, you know. Whether we see the breakthrough or we don't see the breakthrough, we've still got this the the secret of contentment, you know, in him. And I actually think that's the most the, the, the place where we have the most power as well, where we're abiding, abounding there, abiding there. Um, so that, you know, whether we see it or, or don't, or whether we have lack in this world or not, we can still like just rest in the fullness of that. We're, we're seated in heaven, the place of all spiritual blessings. And that we trust on, on, on everything that's true in the kingdom that we have access to it now. We know that that's where we're heading. We know that we're in a, in a temporary uh, period of time now where we're living in a fallen world with fallen bodies and it's not all going to line up with the kingdom until you know heavens and earth pass away and and and, and you know new jerusalem so 
it's just a part of living in, in this time really is that we're going to have to put up with life uh, in a fallen world where we're going to have to deal with that but the, the way that we do deal with it we look at people like Paul Apostle Paul and we see that they were able to abide spiritually in the kingdom whilst living Amen. in a fallen world Hallelujah I was discussing this just just, just today with someone uh, speaking about look we spent our entire life in Babylon we, we spent our lifetime building bad habits mm. you know we got pork sweets MSG chocolate sugar this 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 E numbers it goes on and on and on and on and on mm. we spent our entire life polluting our bodies um, it'd be like me going around putting my hand through window after window after window and having my hands ripped to shreds and scarred up and going do something with that yeah. you know it's like well, some stuff is self-inflicted mm. and sometimes there's going to be a process of knowledge wisdom and understanding mm. to do with cleansing prayer and even fasting you know even the master said this one only comes out with prayer and fasting sometimes mm. you know a cleanse or this or that is is is, is the root you know mm. if someone's saying uh, pray for me chest and they're smoking 25 a day you want to pray that they're, they're delivered from the addiction of smoking first yeah you know so that's so, praying for the spirit of understanding in that situation yeah. isn't it to, yeah. to, to, to direct that prayer hallelujah yeah. and i think all of these facets they they come with uh, i think they come with maturity and understanding and, and, and understanding of, of, of the word and the relationship with the word and, and through your own relationship and, 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 uh, and maturity you can actually start to uh, use more discernment in in these situations and, and be more sensitive to the spirit as to when I'm when I'm going to step out when I'm going to hold back. Um, so I think that comes again the importance of humility on your journey because there are times where you fail. There will be times where it doesn't work the way that you think it will work, but you know that you're you're seated in heavenly places with Christ ruling right now. So yeah, I'm winning anyway. Hallelujah. It comes back to that full circle then, doesn't it? Of, of, of that whisper, you know, give me that understanding, Father, what is what's the, what are you trying to speak to me here, living and breathing that so we can step into them gifts fully and know when to use them and when not to use them as well, because it mm -hmm. says in a word, you know, and do not be hasty in laying on hands, mm -hmm. you know. So it, so we, we've got we've got to listen to that whisper, mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and it comes back to what Joe was saying: living, breathing, brushing your teeth, walking, <laughs> walking the dog. So I think we've covered, you know, what's prevented us from stepping out into this. Maybe we could discuss what 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 change, you know, what needs to change in, in order to fulfil this pain and desire that we have within us. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to explore that as, as individuals and how we see that working corporately, you know, within the body. Mm. Yeah. Any, any thoughts? It's on a, we've got to look at it on a personal level, don't we, as individuals, uh, as generally the body of Christ, and then also as leaders. And on a personal level, I know for me, it's just about priorities. I know that I've got, I've got a family, um, I've got a toddler, I've got th three kids and two, two stepkids, you know, five all together, I'm trying to live Super living. dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it fills, fills your day um, to, to do everything, you know, and so to, to find the time to, 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 to focus on these more important things, really. And not that I'm saying that it's more important than family, but even in the way that you do family, you can prioritize the rat race and then forget to 
you know, spend that quality time with your kids connecting, spending that quality time with your wife, uh, spending a bit of t- an evening where you're just reading through a book of the Bible with your wife and discussing it, um, you know, uh, or teaching your kids the word. All these things often get put as, you know, last on the priority list because you're running around trying to, you know, make sure that the baby's nappy's clean, that everybody's got food on the table, you've got to do your day job, you've got to get everyone into bed, mm-hmm. you've got to do your life admin, you've got to make sure that the car get, does his MOT in time, you know, there's so much going on. So to find time to, to do, uh, like, listen to Christ within you, <clears throat> in, um, it, it can, can, can be quite difficult. So I think for me, on a personal level, it's definitely about priorities. Um, on, a, on a more corporate level, I think when I look at the, especially the Torah kind of communities in the same way as on a personal level I feel like I can prioritize everything other than this burning desire you know I do see in in Torah communities that everything other than like kingdom focus of like manifesting the kingdom on here is is getting talked about a lot you know Um, if you go onto a Facebook page of a Torah group or you know what's that you know you're probably going to see a load of messages about you know the, the vaccine uh, conspiracies or debates about whether it's like pre mid or post rapture um some debate over some kind of ex- obscure you know mind doctrine really and very few discussions about you know how many people you've baptized that month or you know that going out and you know manifesting the kingdom mm. and we are told in the scriptures to focus on things above and not things below, you know, and and focus on what is good and holy and pure and things. And I feel like as a corporately as a body, like there has to be the shift where we're just focusing on the kingdom and the truth and the victory that from Christ, the victory has, has over all things and the power that we have. And then what we want to do with it and operate it and edify each other in it. Um, I think that 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 should be the topic of our conversations and what, what we're focusing on. You know, when it comes to leaders, you know, I, I don't really have that, that position only in my household. But, you know, it'd be interesting to hear, hear your view as well, Joe. You know, like how how are leaders able to um, facilitate, you know, this this shift in thinking where people are going to be focusing more on the kingdom and, and be empowered into what they want to do? See, as well, well, I, I personally, just through my own walk, have noticed whenever I move in a negative thoughts or a negative emotion, it's like I give the enemy power and ground in my life. So I don't want to walk in that. I want to walk in the opposite spirit to that, yeah. with majesty mindset. And I think Hollywood mind control comes in all shapes and sizes. You know, these, 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 these people at the top, they have think tanks that like put stuff out and spin fluence and spin your head. And they got loads of stuff to, 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 to combat all the conspiracy heads. So we don't want to get wrapped up in all that either. I don't think Paul or Peter and all that were getting wrapped up in all that. In, no what, in what the Romans were doing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, bro. Yeah. You just think, oh, oh, Paul, oh, we're all getting birds as human candles, you know. Yeah. Oh, Paul. Better go into my bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, wow, sorry, mate. I'm going to season. I might get beheaded. Yeah. I'll be with Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, where do we are? Yeah. You know, what spirit are we operating in? So yeah, you know, any thought or negative emotion, it can it can it can lay garrison in your life. Mm-hmm. It really can. So I try to stay clear of that. You know, I'm not I'm not foolish. Mm-hmm. I know the sign of the times. Yeshua said, "Look, you can discern what's going on. You can say that it's going to be good weather tomorrow, 
or forward that it's going to rain, but you can't discern the sound of the times. Yeah. We know what time it is. Mm. We know what time it is. But my haste is is to inhabit the kingdom now. Yeah. My haste is to reach the lost. My haste is to be a light in the dark. My haste ain't anything else because Yeshua is called by all the quickening spirit. Mm. Well, I'm here to kindle and go and go and go and go. I'm not here to mess around with some like YouTube video or that. Mm. It's like, yeah, we know that's all that, that that's all legit. All these things must happen before the coming of the Son of Man anyway. Mm. So let's not waste our time with this any longer. Yeah, yeah. And like like you said, like we're not, not saying like being completely ignorant and naive about everything that's going on in the world is, no. is the right way either. You know, no. we're not saying there's no value in this stuff. But when the balance shifts, a bit like in my own walk, this conviction I've had that I've prioritised so much stuff above this burning desire, you know, when there's so much other, other noise going on other than, you know, this kingdom work that we've all got, um, there's a bit of self-reflection that needs to go with that and say, you know, does, does the balance need to go the other way a little bit? You know, do we need to be focusing on this a bit more? Yeah, Brian, uh, you know, when you're, when you're focused, I think, in that kingdom mindset within, you know, when you're part of a body, when you're part of a group, when you're within a community and you're serving, the emphasis and your focus is on, is on serving, is on manifesting the kingdom. Mm-hmm. In order to build that community, in order for that body to thrive, you have to have a solid, I, I believe it's my, my um, conviction that a solid family, a solid home is, is, uh, is the foundation to that wider ministry um, uh, operating uh, as as it as it can do. You know, just for example, it's, it's my it's my opinion that uh, a man can be a fantastic preacher. He can have an amazing con- congregation. He can speak words of knowledge. He can operate in the prophetic. But he could also be a terrible husband. He could be a terrible father. First uh, Timothy three. Uh, now, this is about the qualifications of uh, an overseer, which for me represents a, a position within, you know, the formal thinking of, of ministry. So uh, this is a faithful saying. If a man desires the pish, uh, position of a bishop or a deacon, which can be uh, traditionally more of an um, administrative role within the church, which, again, that is a gift in itself, i just like to highlight. He desires a good work. A bishop there must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behaviour, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Mm. For me, that speaks volumes, whether you're a husband, a father, whether you're married, single, how are you How are you ruling your house? How are you uh, operating within your temple? It, it, that has to be the priority in your ministry, for the individual ministry, for the ministry of family, for the ministry of community, and for the ministry of the body. That's for me uh, the, where the change lies, where the, the definition of, of what our ministry is uh, as a body uh, and how that could impact the wider, wider frame. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about it quite a lot as well. Um, about you know, if ministry is like manifesting the kingdom, what does that look like in family um, as a dad? Because I know from my own personal experience, you can do a lot of the rat race. You can get up with the baby in the night. You can get the kids ready for school. 
you can go today uh, all day and work your socks off. Um, you can cook dinner. Uh, you can um, do the, the life admin and sort the car out and do the DIY and stuff and still miss the kingdom. And I feel like, the, the again, the, the priorities, you know, there's so much... Uh, stresses and pressures on life just to do the basics to get through the day sometimes especially when a toddler uh, was it, toddlers kind of need one-to-one you know so that's one if, if mum's looking after the toddler who's looking after the rest of the kids and everything else you know so there's so many demands on your time that you tend to sacrifice the the prayer time with your wife the the let's sit down and read a bible book this tonight you know the the laying in bed with your kids for 30 minutes and making sure that they have time as we do with our heavenly father they have time with us as a father you know um all this kind of kingdom stuff that they're there that the kids are feeling loved like like the father loves us that your wife's feeling loved like yeshua loves us um that can end up getting put down on the priority list you know it just does and this was part of the conviction that i had you know as well when i heard this like the fruit is in the ministry it's like i've, I've sacrificed a lot to do the rat race but, you know, was I doing the most important part of being a dad as much as I want to be, you know? And I had to reflect on that and, and it, was, it was sobering, you know? I just want to give you some encouragement, brother. Yeah. Moses had a wife and kids before he stepped into that pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, um, you know. And for them, that bounce. Yeah. The master, Yeshua, you know. And Paul as Paul, well. John the Baptist. No, There's a no, couple no, of no, no escape for me. powerhouses that don't rock <laughs> none of that, you know. They're just so well for it. So, you know, just, just to encourage anyone out there as well. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. No, just love what you brought there, Darren, on. Um, sorting your household out too and I think if you are an individual you know that can apply to your household as in your temple as well um, now I know we just touched on you don't have to get everything right you know it's not this tick box exercise but you should be um, reflecting godly qualities because you want to practice what you preach and I've felt that I've, I've seen it even even um, witnessed it you know with, with Joe's home here you know there's, there's, there's peace and um, yeah of course there's there's, there's um there's quarrels like like every every household you know there's there's um people will go back and forth in my own household, and um, but what I'm trying to say is is that the, the rooted in God, and, and and then what that then allows you to do is it gives you the ability to truly serve, um because once you when you've initially come into this faith what I what I notice is, we're being served quite a lot you know because there's a lot of healing that takes place, but we need to allow ourselves to be healed, and to um so called clean out the temple. Um, so then we can then save others I think that's the objective and we can do that with our individual temple with our household, with our home um, the in, having that independence as a man uh, there's, there's many different routes you can go down but I think I think for me it's not making a, a tick box exercise so to speak but reflecting the Christ like qualities um, so, so you can't be um, basically got to be blame, um, blameless to, to other men that's, that's how I look at it because if, you, if you're going to start practicing um, these Christ-like qualities people will be quick to point, point out these, these errors in your life so, so once we're in that position of being able to, to save others then I think that unlocks that, that role of a priest then, and then you can fully step into being um, a, a royal priest wow. which um, again for me it highlights one of the one of the great paradoxes that we find within the faith is is coming to the Lord in a broken, contrite spirit, mm, yeah. mm. broken down in all humility, 
Yeah, I, I know from personal experience that I, I thrive after I've been taken to a, a place of humility and brokenness. True. Yeah. Daily sacrifice oh, on the altar. <laughs> <laughs> And but then at the same at time, the time like, no. <laughs> what? No, no. no. But then, then like you say, we're, we're called to be a royal priesthood. We understand the responsibility. And that is the Christ-like qualities that I'm trying to get at. It's not like cleaning my house. Then say it's like no. The Christ-like qualities are be that living sacrifice, clean your temple yeah, daily, that's it, and <laughs> um, sweep the temple daily, and then and then you serve them. You know. And is that that uh, again the ongoing gift of repentance? Uh, the, the, the reflection of, of our day and, and, and our time and our, our shortcomings and how much we need Christ in us to, to shine forth because we're failing all the time. Uh, you know, I brought the scripture about Timothy there and being this thing and like, that's the standard, but I, I, in all humility, I'm so far off that. But I know that I have to keep going to the Lord in my brokenness and searching him for, for, for healing, to, to be strong for, for those around me, to be in a position in which I'm, I'm humble and meek enough to serve those around me and, and to be and built up by my brothers and sisters around me at the same time. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, the living sacrifice is, is such a powerful um, character of, of Yeshua to tap into. You know, we even see it in all the prophets we see. Um, you know, when Moses confronted Pharaoh, you know, the most powerfless man in the known world, you know, he, he didn't know if he could be headed right there, you know, and he had to step out in faith. And we, we see it so many times, even with Noah, you know, he, he was preaching to the most, um, you know, perverse generation, wasn't it? Um, and he, he still he still had that level of service to go out and, and, and warn, you know, and, and, and tell them, look, repent. Um, so, so I think it's that. Um, all these men, all these great men in the in, in the world that we see, um, David, there's there's a level of sacrifice there, um, a, a, a living, breathing, walking daily sacrifice, um, that allows us to step into that true level of of, of godly service. Hallelujah! And just to reflect on what you were saying, Ollie, to bring that full circle, you know, the fruit comes from ministry. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, Amen. and the rest shall be added unto you. Yeah. We've got uh, just a couple of great testimonies actually. So, you know, I was saying how we get wrapped up in the rat race and there's, you know, not so much time to do the things. Well, you know, more recently we've been stepping and making decisions to, to seek first the kingdom. And, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. So, certain other things take a bit of a backseat. And one thing that we really struggle with is life admin, you know, paying your bills, getting all your utilities in order, all the plan, yeah, all the power stuff, you know, all that. And, um, and, Recently, um, it was last Shabbat actually, one of the sisters in the fellowship came up to me and said, you know, Ollie, uh, I had a dream about you last night. I said, okay. And she said, I had a picture of you with paper flying all over the place. <laughs> and so, yeah, your head, you know, was shot. You're saying that, you know, this isn't working out. And she, her interpretation was that she's got a gift in administration. She'd like to come over and help us with life admin. And so, you know, like the wow. the thing is that we feel like we have to fill up all our, our time doing these high priority tasks in life, you know, and therefore we don't have time to maybe do what, what's most important and follow this burning desire. Um, but I do believe, you know, when we step out and seek first the kingdom, like God starts taking care of it. He's giving people in our fellowship dreams to come and help us out with the life admin that I've fallen back behind, to, you know, to do ministry. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. And there's loads of other examples of that as well, you know, in other areas that, uh, that, that's great to see. Oh, that's amazing. Um, 
and obviously mentioned at the top of the show that um, you know the purpose of the upper room is to explore these topics to, to help build edify and encourage those out there so for anybody out there that is looking to step out in their ministry um, have you got any sort of words of encouragement or any anything to suggest that, that may help in, in that direction me and Alec will just look the chat. <laughs> yeah, just just thinking about the question really. Um, I think I think it's simple. It's it's, it's childlike, isn't it? I, I think it all comes back to what we were saying. It, you've got to be living and breathing this. You know, when you wake up in the morning, pray. When you're brushing your teeth, pray. You know, give that morning and evening sacrifice, and then it's almost like God. You you'll hear God's call, and then you'll hear what He wants to do for you because you'll be you'll be. Um, tuned into the spirit you'd be operating at a, at a at a level where you can hear that the, the spirit speaking to you if you're if, you, if your life is filled with chaos so to speak and, and and you're not um directing that chaos towards 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 god then you, you never you're never going to hear it you know so that that would be the advice that i'll give all the times i'm trying to think now all the times that i've heard the, the spirit speak to me i've had i've had I've been meditating on God, and um, doesn't have to be a deep meditation, but but He's there with me, you know. He's 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 there, and that's how yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the question was, <coughs> what advice would we give to anyone who's out there who wants to step out into the ministry of whatever form that is? Um, I would suggest, um, you know, I think there's real power in the body of Christ. I think there's real power in the assembly of God. Yeah. I think Israel is a nation. I think it's really important that we surround ourselves mm. with like-minded believers that are going to sharpen you up. Crucial. Mm. That are going to inspire you. That are, that are going to gonna be vibrant in your life. That are always going to raise the bar. So, for example, Ollie, let's take yourself. You know, I think I do pretty well with evangelism and spreading mm. the word. But it might just be a Tesco's and it might just be a little tiny scene. And I think, you know, what I've sorted it. I've done, the, I've done that, but Ali's like, no, every day, let's get out now, today, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, flipping, after we're going out again, and we're out, we're out, we're out, never seeing it, we're getting, we're getting words again. And as the scripture says, look, he who is given, he who is trusted in the, will be given so much more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got to go with what we've got. We've got to surround ourselves with the right people that are always raising the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? You know, I think there's my line, and Jack comes over and just rubs my line out <laughs> and just redraws another line. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a bit offended. Jack's rubbed my line out, and then I realised that wow, no, we're striving. You know, we're going further, we're pressing. You know, we're moving forward. You know, and Jack sets a standard with production, with how we do things, uh, with the governance of the, of the, of the fellowship, the, of the political side. Uh, you know driving it driving it driving it going further and and, and that's being surra- surrounded for, so for example for two people there so i want to do more evangelism yeah. i've got a guy there who's, who's putting the crossbar as high as possible he all he drives around every time we go for a walk his two back pockets are full of like <laughs> tracks <laughs> he's got his little evangelistic radar going off i'm just like i'm just observing the trees my man's being efficient of men jack you know you raised that standard so yeah, if, if there's some advice I could give, it's surround yourself with people who are going to sharpen you 
and they're going to put you in that prophetic position where yeah. you ain't going to have no choice mm. but to kindle that spirit and get activated in the kingdom. Yeah, amen, amen. And um, just to build on that, um, I've probably got two things I'd say um, in summary of what everything we've been speaking about. The first one is that it's a, getting our motivation right, that it's it's Christ in us and the, the desire that's coming from him. So um, it's just about listening to that desire that you have going on inside of you. Uh, and that doesn't have to be getting visions and everything else. It could just be literally walking down the street and you feel like, you know, you just feel a desire to go and chat to somebody, chat to an earnest guy or, you know, um, or yeah, you, you could ask somebody where they're at with their faith or something, but it's, it starts with a, a desire in you and it's just a simple submission, that's all, you know, rather than a tick box or a religious obligation. It's a, it's a submission to, to the, de, the desire. And then the second thing is kind of related, when you do feel that desire, it's going to look unique for you compared to anybody else. You know, um, you know, we've gone through a few examples today about somebody who just walks their dog and makes friends, uh, somebody who just writes scriptures. Um, people have different different skills and uh, different personalities, and it's it doesn't have to be like uh, difficult or something that you um, have to try to attain. You know, you've already got it. You've already got Christ within you. You've already got the desire there. You've already got your personality. You know, just go and be you. Submitted to Christ. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Another final bit of advice that's just come to me is look, you're in a prophetic position to call down the grace of God at any time. Mm-hmm. You've got access to the kingdom, yeah. you've got the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. So I think as well, you know, like we have a bounty of resources that we can tap into, and I think sometimes we neglect that bounty of resources that we actually have, you know. Um, and we're, we're held back in them areas mm-hmm. you know, of, of doubt and procrastination and not prioritizing as we mentioned but i think it really is as you said brother you know that intimacy and submitting to that because christ is within us and his ambition his his passion was to reach these people and we've got to we've got to be led in that, in that way so you know the resources of heaven are there we've got to tap into them yeah i think it's just I couldn't agree more, you know, about the, just on the subject of submission. Just ask ask our Father, you know, just yeah. wake up in the morning, say, Father, where do you want me? Where do you want me today? Yeah. Father, where do you want me next week? Where do you want me in a year from now? You know, Father, just guide my footsteps. Just a sim- simple question. Then that puts you into that level of, of submission. You know, if you, if you sincerely mean it with your heart, Father, what do you want me to do? Today it's a, it's a bold question, that, question. <laughs> you know you know it's gonna come round and you might that whisper might not sound so quiet when when it comes up um because because it might be a big task that like it has to do but look it's it, it's it, it's that level of submission it's the event isn't it the servant and um, what, what we all need to, what we all need to tap into more I think to be servants of, of others. Well, I have to say, uh, one one of the elements of, that I'm, I'm truly enjoying about the upper room is that when we um, when we walk through these topics, uh, we're we're going to be living through these topics, mm-hmm. and my excitement lies in the things that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited and I'm buzzed and I'm gassed to be getting on with kingdom work. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to go out and evangelize more. I can't wait to to try and lay hands up. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to fail. You know, at the same time, and know that my brothers and sisters are going to be there to, to pick me up at the same yeah. time. So I, I think for me, this is 
really encouraged and emboldened me to, to get excited about manifesting the kingdom in my life and in the lives of the people around me. Um, no matter how um, banal and small it is or how amazingly supernatural it is, mm. we can see the divine in all things, no matter how small, and um, having that excitement to manifest yes, it every day is, is just a privilege. It truly is a privilege to be able to, to walk okay. this out and I'm looking at my brothers on this table and I can't wait to be about it. Like that, that's Amen. that's what, that's what we're here for. When you know look like you're not validated, if you don't see breakthrough, so what look it's done in the kingdom, you know. Yeah. You always say it, don't you, brother? Mm -hmm. Maybe you could expand on that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're not edified by what we see in, in the flesh. We're edified by what's true in in the kingdom. No faith yeah. in the flesh, as Paul says. Yeah. I put no trust in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, it's already done in in, in the kingdom. So if we don't see a breakthrough right. here now, you know, you don't doubt, then you don't start saying, oh, wow, maybe I haven't got it in me." You know, maybe I haven't got the source. Like I haven't got what it takes. Yeah. It's like, look, it is finished. It is done in Christ. Mm -hmm. We're gonna see this in the kingdom anyway. Yeah. It says in Ecclesiastes that He makes all things beautiful in its time yeah. and that it's his timings yeah. and is anything too hard for the Lord yeah. <laughs> yeah. at the appointed time mm. that's what he says you know it's one of the first prophetic words that he gives um, to to um, to Rebecca and Isaac right to when Re Re Rebecca uh, sorry uh, to Sarah when she's questioning about the pregnancy is anything too hard for the Lord? Yeah. yeah. Mm. At the appointed time. Mm. So we've got to remember that so we don't see a breakthrough mm -hmm. here and now. It, maybe it's not that season. We're definitely going to see it in the kingdom. It's finished in Christ. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I was going to say on that note, there's two words that make us all shudder is perseverance and endurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about the gifts, but when we, when we look at the perseverance and endurance, and like you say, needed to, to, to be patient and wait on his time and not ours is... is it's a big thing too, so. Hallelujah. Are we going to wrap it up? Have you got something else to add there? No, you? no, I'm just, um, just buzzing with the, uh, yeah, the topic. It's, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? It's yeah, been, been it's really been good great. fun. Yeah. Well, as we're using this tech, um, we want to we wanna, uh, pray for them online. So, Ollie, if you would pray um, for them online watching, our yeah. Father is beyond space and time. Hallelujah. And, mm. uh, uh, yeah, if you'd like to pray for them that are watching and viewing, brother, and for anyone who might be meditating and chewing on what we've brought up today and just really just sending that that, that word that, that spirit forth bro hallelujah thank you father thank you father for this time thank you for this topic thank you for the word we just focus on you now father we focus on christ within we focus on that 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 voice that desires that we've had uh, we, we, we self-reflect on all the barriers that that we've come up against, um, all the things that have been more important in our lives or taking priority over that voice, that desire. And we just um, declare, Father, that there's nothing that we'd rather be doing than, than pursuing that desire of Christ within us, to be operating in kingdom work, to be manifesting the kingdom, to be abiding in spirit, in the fullness of what the kingdom has to offer, and to be manifesting it here in our own lives. Thank you that we've been created for this. Thank you that you've chosen us. Thank you that we're children of God, heirs to the inheritance. Thank you that the same spirit that was in Yeshua, when he walked the earth, is in us, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
that that we have the power in us to raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons, and set people free, not by our own strength, but by Yeshua's strength in us. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for everything you are. Thank you for everything that we have in the kingdom. In Yeshua's name, amen. 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 So I think that just about wraps up another edition of the Upper Room. Again, it's been a, it's been a privilege. What a joy! Thanks, brothers. No, thanks for, for coming with that, Ollie. It's been it's been amazing. I can't wait to chew on it myself. Mm. Um, again, guys, uh, feel free to to like, dislike, comment, <laughs> subscribe, unsubscribe. It's all good for the algorithm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get involved. Give us your feedback. Um, and by all means, if you've got any further questions. Reach out to the Almond House, would that be fair to say? Topics, any topics in the comments, yeah, that would be a great idea, that Darren, yeah. Any topics in, 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 in the comments, any questions in the comments. Um, just for those watching as well, the, the Torah portions haven't been um, uploading recently. We're just still having a little bit of a, a technical difficulty with our editor, so just, just bear with us on that. We're trying to get his computer fixed. Um, these ones, myself, I can edit them, so... That, that's the reason why these are going up. Just a, a heads up for anyone who, who watches online, follows online. Brilliant. Well, right. From our house to your house. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.